Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special episode where Aid and I are going to talk about our experience at BravoCon. We got a couple of messages and people wanting to know all the tea. I mean, it's not really tea, but just sharing our experiences about BravoCon. And that's what we're going to do. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. Are you recovered? No. I'm old. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And then I uh, smartly plan another trip in like two days and I'm tired and not ready. <laughs> you gotta find your sleep somewhere. I do. I do. Are you, are you recovered? Or are you still on a high? I'm still on a high. I just like, part of me is like, I can't believe what I did this past weekend. <laughs> I can't believe it either. And to think that we were on the fence. So guys, to give you a thing. So BravoCon Premiere 2019. I don't even think it was on the radar. I think I checked the prices and I was like, yeah, no, not happening. And then this year it came, no, 2021, it came up again. We're like, oh, are we going? And then it got canceled because of the Delta variant. And then this year it happened and I texted eight, are we going? And eight very kindly just said, nope, I have another trip. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I had another trip the weekend before, you guys. I went to Portland. And in my mind, I was like, I can't go to Portland, come back on Monday, and then turn around and go to BravoCon. And then my desperate ass, I was like, I I think I would like to go to this. And then I started reaching out to different friends. That's how desperate I was. And that was the moment I realized that, I mean, I know that people watch Bravo or say they watch Bravo, but I don't think I know a lot of people who are like deep, deep in the Bravo verse. So by the time I went down my list and I was at number and I got a number of no's, I would, but, but I'm like, yeah, it's either I go by myself or I try again with aid, but I don't think I tried. I think you just reached out and asked. Do you remember? I think you said, I think you said something about going by yourself and I was like, I'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
you I'll tell you a fun fact about myself, guys. Back when I lived in Texas, back then I liked to go to concerts and I liked to go to things. And I vividly remember when Adele was not famous yet and I wanted to go see her. And everyone was like, Who's that? Why? Her tickets were like $25. That's how much no one knew her. And then I think I had to buy someone else's ticket to go with me. And then I told myself, why do I have to do that? And that was the moment I told myself, I will always go to things by myself if I can't find someone to go because I'm not going to hinder hinder my enjoyment of going to see things. And that's when I started going to things by myself. Like I'd rather my pride. I was like, I'm not going to beg anyone. I'm not going to ask anyone. So I was fully and willing to go by myself. But I'm so glad Aid said she'll go. <laughs> I'm glad I said I'd go too. <laughs> I'm glad everybody else said no. <laughs> Yeah, I think the other thing too is the number of friends who are like, BravoCon? Like, someone said, like, Comic-Con? Like, wait, what is that? And I said, you know, like, Bravo shows, like, Comic-Con? Then we just go and watch and see all the people who are on Bravo. And they're like, that's a thing? I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't fully know even what Comic-Con is. I just see clips and stuff i remember back in the day people would announce who was playing some superhero in a movie of a comic that i'd never read and it would be a big deal and that's the extent of my knowledge of comic con yeah i think it's just the biggest convention so that's why we're used as an as an example but the way people are surprised that BravoCon is a thing i'm just as surprised that they're surprised that it's a thing So I know that I got defensive with a couple of people because I'm just like, why is this strange? I don't understand. I see it as people who are into sports. I mean, I'm into sports too. And it's like, I use the team. Like I talk about how I love soccer. It could be soccer, it could be basketball, whatever. If you could fly anywhere to go see your team at the stadium and it's the thing that you like, and this is America. You just need to find your tribe. So Bravo is, it's a movement. And like they said, it's a cult. It is what it is. And we've been watching what? OC has been like, what, 15 years? Project Runway has been like almost 20. There's enough content. So why the hell wouldn't they just put it in one roof and get all the people who are obsessed to be there? Everyone is obsessed about something in this country. So just because you're not into it doesn't mean like there are people out there who aren't. In my opinion, Bravo did this probably five years too late. (laughs) Like they should have been doing this years ago. I think they're even still surprised that they had this much. But now they know (laughs) that the fandom is strong. Uh, Yes, I'm glad that they've learned. So another question that we got was, if you've never watched Bravo before, what show should you start with? I struggle with this because I'll just tell you guys that my Bravo thing started, I did used to watch Inside the Actors Studio on Mondays every now and then, but I believe my Bravo Housewives obsessions, or watching, I don't know if I was obsessed back then. I was in college. It was the year probably 2006, and it was like a Saturday or Sunday, and there was a Real Housewives of Orange County marathon. I watched Vicky yell about a little family man. And I have been watching Real Housewives ever since. I watched New York from the day it premiered. I watched Atlanta from the day it premiered. Up until Dallas, I watched every franchise from the day it premiered. So I'm like, what do I tell people when they ask what they should watch? To me, Atlanta season one is really, really good. 
shows like Potomac got to be really good, but like the first season is is not that good. So yeah, New York is where we learn, I believe, like Bethany hawking her wares on New York completely changed Housewives. So I feel like New York season one is also a good one. Tane, where would you recommend someone starts? So um, I think I'm going to say the same thing I told. Hi, Marianne, because you were one of the people who asked. I, I you know, I, I'm extra. I watch everything. I'm just not a Housewives person for Bravo. So sometimes I think the misconception is it's just housewife show that you could watch but i think what i recommended is like for the housewives for us our favorite is atlanta and potomac but everyone has their different flavor and the good thing about the housewives is everything has their flavor um like a just said potomac season one is not that great but everything after that is good i not one of those people who tells people to jump in the middle because you you just need context to understand the growth Um, so what I would say is because there are many seasons, always watch my tip is watch the premiere, watch the finale, or just watch the reunions to catch up. And then when you're close to the most current season, just watch everything from episode one with the current season where they are. If you do not want to watch the housewives, there was a time if you asked me, I think about four years ago and you asked me the best shows on Bravo I wouldn't even skip a beat to tell you Vanderpump Rules and Married to Medicine. They were on fire. And I will always recommend Vanderpump Rules, the first five seasons to anyone. It just kind of took a dip the last few years. And it's very entertaining. The new, the Housewife seasons, if it's not going to be Potomac or Atlanta, I always recommend New York. It's just really entertaining for everybody. So the first few seasons are always kind of like, eh, but if you skip it, you're not going to get context to see the growth and to see the different changes that they've had. But the, but the most newest shows, if you don't want so many seasons, I would recommend Family Karma because that's just two seasons and the third season starts November 6th, 9th? Yeah, one of them. Six. Yeah. Yeah. I also, for a non-Housewife show, I really enjoyed, I skipped the first season of everything. So Below Deck. And the other thing about Below Deck is it's less of a story than like Married to Medicine or Family Karma or any of the housewives, you can just, you can watch an episode almost standalone or you can watch a season standalone. They switch out the people every season, except for a couple, the chief stew and the captain. So I really enjoyed like the first few seasons of Below Deck Mediterranean and regular Below Deck. I haven't really watched the new Below Decks. But the thing about that, like when you say they switch them out, that's true, but they keep certain people, like you have to understand like the relationship between Sandy and Hannah or with Malia or with Ben and Kate and, you know, some of the people who dated. And I think there's context there that might be missed. Like if you're watching for the guests, then you don't have to. But if you're watching for like the interaction of the crew, I think that's where it might be missed. And on Below Deck, it is very rare that the guests are actually that entertaining. Like, they're just there to create trouble for the crew, which is the people that you're actually there to watch. Yeah. But I also think Below Deck kind of fell off. So right now, Below Deck Sailing Yacht is the newest to the franchise, and it's just two seasons. So that's another one I'd recommend, actually. And they keep most of the people so far for both seasons. So we can't talk about BravoCon without talking about how much it costs because that's like a huge talking point in a lot of the discussions. Um, The thing was not cheap. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
I, I added up everything because I wanted to be honest with you guys about how much it costs. <laughs> Before I go on and tell you how wonderful it was, that you should definitely go if you ever have the opportunity. I feel like we have to be upfront about how much it costs. So for general admission for a three-day pass, which is what we got, the stated price was $430. Um, but then there was about $90 of fees on top of that. And then we went to the Legends Ball on Friday night, and that was $125 plus $25 of fees. So altogether, it was $673-ish for our tickets to BravoCon. Mm -hmm. Um, I used miles to fly, but if I didn't use miles, I assume it would have been somewhere between $200 and $300. Uh, the hotel was like, also use some points for that, but let's just say like 700, 800. There we go. Uh, for both of us. Um, <laughs> Ubers. Uh, Uber. Oh, the Uber from the airport to the hotel was like $70 each way for me. <laughs> Food. Thankful, you know what? I didn't mind about food because first off, we were like too busy to eat most of the time. And then the food court was as overpriced as a food court you expect to be. But there was actually a lot of variety. And I actually enjoyed most of the food I ate. It wasn't like the greatest food, but I'm sorry, it wasn't chicken tenders. And I appreciated that. Um, and I think I spent like maybe $25 on food per day. But that's because we really didn't eat much. Yeah. I bought drinks. We went to Legend Ball. And that was like $17. <laughs> and then um merch did you end up getting a shirt i ended up buying a t-shirt for forty dollars forty dollars uh, my my favorite thing about buying the t-shirt is that it appeared on my credit card statement as BravoCon best weekend ever i was like are you uh -huh. really trying to market to me on my credit card statement <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in addition to that so that the prices ages listed to you are the general admission prices but we, we we talk about a lot about if we're going to go again next year or whatever, but we said if we did go, the way to go is VIP. Now, the VIPs get to stand in line up top. They get swag bags. And the VIP listed price is $825 without taxes and fees. And then there's SVIP. And that, are you ready, guys, is $1,950. This is for the three-day pass. And then for the one day pass, there's just VIP and that's like $350 for just one day. I think we assume that you just get to pick whatever day. Yeah. 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 That you want to go and to get tickets guys. Like it's the same way as if you're trying to get tickets to a concert, things changed like over the years, you, I had two things going. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I had my husband on one screen. I had one on our home desktop and then I had my laptop open because one time I think I didn't go 2019 because I didn't get tickets. That's what happened. I tried to buy tickets and then, well, before I realized like how much it costs, but it was sold out. Uh, yeah. Because remember people were griping about that in 2019, that it was sold out mm -hmm. and we didn't get tickets and all that. So I came with a game plan for this one at exactly the time they said it was going to go on sale, blocked out my calendar. I had my husband hold because once you start buying the tickets, it's that's a timer to have something in case something happens because you have to log in to be a Bravo insider and you have to get stuff. And while I was trying to remember my password, time was going by and <laughs> thank God for it. Like, honestly, 
I love my husband. Thank you. <laughs> because he was like, I still have it. Because by the time I went back, when I lost something on one of the screens, I was like, oh my God, we've lost it. I don't get to the, he was like, I still got it. Just check or whatever. So that's how I got the tickets um, for us was having standby. Because by the time we went by, it said it was sold out, but it looks like it wasn't sold out actually. There, you could still get day passes for certain days. And then honestly, the resale market seemed to be pretty bad this year in that StubHub had tickets. I don't know if they were legit, but they had tickets for like $100 for three day passes a couple of days before BravoCon. And there were a couple people who we saw on Instagram or podcasts we listened to where they bought tickets and they weren't going. And it seemed like they were struggling to sell their tickets. Yeah. And we found out um, at the convention that the 2019 was much much smaller so it seems like they accommodated for this and a lot more people and a lot more tickets were available for this year's which was good i mean they sold out of saturday um tickets saturday one day tickets but they still have friday i think and sunday when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So the setup of the event, what did we do while we were at BravoCon? (laughs) Well, let me just talk. I want to go over like everything that they had available because some of it I wasn't even aware of while I was there. Um, So they had photo ops with Bravo people. So the person was in a room, you stand in a line and theoretically you get a picture from them. Then they had panels. Some of them were show specific. So Married to Medicine had a panel. Below Deck had a panel. Family Karma had a panel. All of the Housewives show had a panel. And it would just have the cast of that show. Then they had like the mix-ups where they'd have different people from different panels playing games, talking about topics. Tane went to more of those than I did. (laughs) Then they had something, and this was one of those ones that I was only somewhat aware of. Bravo Palooza which was basically like a meet and greet opportunity in a party type setting. Those were extra price. That was an extra ticket. Mm-hmm. The Legends Ball and the Watch What Happens Live tapings, those were extra tickets. In a separate, different location. And then Bravo Bazaar, which was where people somehow, mainly housewives and married to medicine people and Below deck people. No, I think karma. it was a whole. I think it was all the people who really had businesses because they had summer house too. They had winter house, so I think it was a good mix. They did the almost. You could well. I found out it was ten thousand dollars, but you they could have a booth for their business and sell their wares. But then there were also because you go to a business and you'd be like, so which like personality is associated with you? And some of them were not. They were just businesses that decided to get a booth at BravoCon. But they did a good job of separating them because you could see that 
all the ones with Bravo celebrities were on one side, then on the flip side, on the other side were the businesses that were not with Bravo celebrities. Um, and the other thing about the bazaar was that the Bravo celebrities would come and do pictures at their booth at the bazaar. It was a little bit of madness and that probably needs to be better organized. Um, because like there didn't seem to be a schedule. Just be like, oh, Shannon Bedore's at her booth. You can go take a picture with her. Stand in a weird line. And there wasn't a lot of space for the line. It was a little bit of a mess. Um, then they had photo setups. I really love those. Basically, they just create a scene for you to go take a picture in. <laughs> there didn't seem to be much rhyme or reason. Like to this day, I'm like, why did Real Housewives of Dubai have a photo setup? But like all the other Real Housewives didn't. Um, I don't know. Probably because it's the one that needed a promo. Because I think Karma had one. They had their own segment. I mean, section. They had a bar, right? I never quite put it in there, but they had like a section. They had a section? Like for the picture. Like, it was like a at the other end. I don't know what it was. It was just like a setup of family. Okay. Karma. Oh, okay. See, this is, I missed it. I never saw it. Um, and then they had the video opportunities where you could make a fun video. This was like, I don't think Tane made a single one. <laughs> I made them on Sunday night when there was literally nothing else to do. I did Below Deck and I did Sir. Um, there was a Project Runway one that someone recommended to me, but by the time I got there, they were closed. We, I wanted to do that one. We wanted to do it, but there was a line. And by the time we got there, that was when you said the thing was closing down that's another thing guys there's a line for everything <laughs> which oh there was the create your own tagline like you know how the housewives have their opening you could make a video of your own mm -hmm. and i didn't make it to, we didn't make it to that either mm -hmm. so now that we've covered what we didn't do we should talk about what we did do well in addition to the setup we found out late on the last day that there was something called bravo land it was way on the other side of the building and we didn't know that that existed. So thank God I, I did a lot of listening into people's conversations. I'm pretty shameless. So if people were talking, I'll just interject. And we just found out that it was like a museum of all the history of Bravo. And that was pretty fun. My favorite part is that I was like, I've been to a lot of museums. So I'm like, I'm assuming these are actual artifacts, which some of them were. But some of them were just recreations. I think um, all of them were recreations. <laughs> I don't like, think not of, a single one. Not a single one. All of them were recreations. <laughs> and something um, I think, we didn't talk about it in person, but something I think was a marketing plan is I did think that they planned for different Bravo Lebs to be in there walking around like, oh, what is this? While other people were there. When we were there, Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was in there. I thought it was her just doing her everyday people shtick or anything. But then watching videos of other people, I found out that there were at certain times, there were other different celebrities that were walking through the museum the same times other people were there. Oh, okay. See? Oh, that's cool. I, yeah. Thanks for sharing. I didn't know that. Um, so that was like, yeah, that was everything um, in terms of what they had to offer. I will say that I did a lot of photo ops and Tane did a lot of panels. Yeah. That is true. Like I said, there were a lot of lines and I think the way things were scheduled, it's kind of hard to do two things at the same time. 
I, I do feel like I would have done more if I could, but I, the way I was thinking about things was like, I had to sacrifice something to be at the other because there's just no way to be at both. Correct. And the lines are like, the lines are so insane that if you want to do a photo op, you can't be planning to like go to a panel that starts right after the photo op because the panel will be full. Like I was turned away from a panel on Sunday. Um, but that's also part of the scheduling. I mean, there's a big crowd. And if everybody goes to the same thing, the lines would be even worse. So Bravo planned it well to make sure that there's multiple things going on at each time. So you have to make choices about what you're going to do. I will say one advantage of having the three-day pass is Friday, we learned a lot. <laughs> yes. We learned a lot about you know the different things, about the timing and all that stuff. And we took that knowledge into Saturday. Versus the people who had day passes and Saturday was their first day. As you all know, I don't stop talking about it. The whole goal was to meet Candy. Candy was on day two. Let me backtrack. Bravo was so kind. They have a schedule. They had an app. And with that app, I think we met up to talk over, yes, we're nerds, to talk over our schedule and what we were (laughs) going to do ahead of time. And we created the schedule, what overlapped, what didn't overlap and what, you know, we're planning to do put some alternates in case this doesn't work out and that didn't work out. So I had candy penciled in for 1 PM on Saturday. This was my whole goal. This was the only thing we wanted to do learning from the lines because A did a lot of the photo ops on Friday and she went through the lumps and bumps of maybe the celebrity not showing up or maybe saying, Oh, there's time for them to go. You didn't make it. So the goal was we were just going to be there on time. So we joined the line at, I said 11.45, but did we meet no. that time? Or? We joined we for, the photo op was at one. We were in yeah. line sometime between 10.45 and 11. Yes, <laughs> and I should backtrack that. On day two, the line to get into the building <laughs> was, we took turns and turns. It was really long. We went way all the way around the building, but I will say it moved really fast even though we were general admission. So we were in line so early to see Candy. And before that, what happens is that we have different Bravo celebrities that are going to be there. And we went through, Sutton was supposed to be there first. I think she showed up late. So Garcelle was there first. And then Sutton finally came. And then after that, it was Heather and Candice. So we went through two celebrity rounds to the point where we were at the front and we had to start letting people go in front of us. (laughs) Because... um, Yeah, the whole goal was just to see that. But the advantage of also, if you're going to go, and why I said it's good to go with a friend is like, I think like, say for example, I didn't care to take a picture with Heather and Candace, but A took a picture with them, but I'm able to hold the place in line. So (laughs) For Candy. (laughs) Yeah. So that way you get to maximize your time because now at the time, like A is able to take a picture with Heather Heather and Candace and Candy, where if you're by yourself, you're not able to take places or if you're like in a panel or whatever, like when the first day I was in the panel and well, you have to talk about the mob or whatever, <laughs> but I will- Ada was able to get a seat because I was there and I could keep a seat or whatever. So that's the advantage of having a second person, I guess. Yes, that is a huge advantage. And actually all the times it was an advantage. It was because Tane stood in line for me, not because I stood in line for her. <laughs> 
Oh, so even when we were in the Candy and Todd life that we joined by 11 o'clock for a one o'clock photo opportunity, there were four people ahead of us, one of whom was on my flight when I came back to Houston, who ah. were in line f- for Kyle, who was after Candy and Todd. At 1.45. <laughs> but, I, oh, and another thing we en- encountered are line scammers. Because the lines oh. are so long... There are all these people who think they're slick and from nowhere, you're just like, where did you come from? We had this girl come because when we first joined the line, we had no idea what the line was for. Half the people said it was for Cynthia. Oh yeah, we did stay in line for Cynthia. So it was three celebrities. (laughs) So half the line, because you're at the back and you don't know what's going on. Half said it was for Cynthia. Some people said it was for Reza. Somebody else said it was for Sutton. But we all just joined the line. Some lady behind me, she says, I don't care who it's for. My daughter just wants to see somebody. Doesn't matter who's up front. I just wanted to make sure it was for Candy because nothing would be more painful than standing in line for hours and then you're in the wrong line for her. So we stood there and this girl came and said, oh, I'm just going to go up front and I'm just going to make sure that it's for Reza. But please, can you hold my place in line? And then we're like, oh yeah, sure. And then she left. And then I'm like, wait, what? She wasn't in front of us. <laughs> and then she I was like, like, oh, I think she's with the woman in front of us, right? So we <laughs> asked the woman in front of us, is she with you? She's like, no, she's not with me. Because the woman had said she was waiting for her daughter. So I thought that yes. was her daughter, but that wasn't her daughter. Yeah. And so she came back and she's like, no, this is a line for this. And then, and then she stood and then I'm waiting. And then she's still there. And I was like, but you're not in front of us. Right. And she goes, Oh no, I just, um, what? I was like, get, get again. I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to fight nobody. Well, we almost got it. Let's talk about the mom. <laughs> okay. And I, this is another thing to add about Saturday and the standing in line. Like we said, we learned lessons on Friday so I expected Saturday was, was our best day because we met Candy, but it's also the day when we accomplished the least because that was the day when everybody bought a one-day pass. Mm. Like Sunday and Friday were much quieter. Sunday mm. afternoon, I'll talk about that later, dead. Um, yeah. So the Beverly Hills panel. I was standing in line to get a picture with somebody. I cannot remember who. And so I, Tane was, you were already in the room because you had been an yeah. Ask Andy. Yeah, Ask Andy or Housewife to High School. Either way, there were three panels that I went to, but all were in the same room. So I just didn't move. And, oh, this is the part where I just want to add where VIP comes in handy because they have all the seats that are in front. So general admission is all the way in the back. The first one, it wasn't really full. So they let us move up to VIP. So it's not like a theater setting where it elevates with each row. It's all in the same row. So if you're short, someone has big hair, someone's tall, like you just don't get the best um, views. But I will say that there are screens that you can see. But yeah, I was in the room for one of the panels. I would like to say that my only like sort of convention experience before this is the National Book Festival that I volunteered at for many, many years. Tang came with me. And generally speaking, at the National Book Festival, you can go to a room, you can stay, you can stay till the next panel, you can stay till the next panel. That's the way I always understood the convention rules. That was how it was here until Firefest, And then they changed it and said they have to clear the room. If they had scheduled that Beverly Hills panel for Saturday, it would have been even worse. So yes. it is Friday. Yes. I had never been to the room where the panel was being held. So I'm in like the main hallway, which I later discover is, I don't even know how to describe it. Probably two to three, at least two football fields away from the door entrance. <laughs> they said football fields. 
long to from the entrance of where the panel is being held. At the time that I'm standing in line, I don't know that. I just know this line is really, really long. So I call Tane and she's like, I have a seat for you. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in. But I stand in line. I wait patiently. I wait patiently. Then all of a sudden, this happened frequently. In the main hall, people will just walk through and then people will chase them. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I did it. Yeah, of course. You'd be like, who, who, who? You're standing there. All of a sudden you hear screams. You hear people running. You're just running too. And you're like, who? It's always disappointing when I find out it's someone I don't care about. And I have to run back. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Me, my, I mean, I didn't care who it was. I'm in this line. So as Tane said, she was in Ask Andy. I don't know why Andy did this, but Andy walked through the hall. Suddenly, a whole bunch of people are screaming and chasing Andy. And then people are running towards where the Beverly Hills panel is. I, myself, I was like, what am I doing? And I start running too. And I'm on the phone with Tane and I'm like, oh my God, I'm running a BravoCon. What is going on? <laughs> so I run and then I see people ducking under these barriers to go into the room where Beverly Hills is. So I duck under the barrier with them. <laughs> I'm just following the crowd. Then we get into the room. I call it Tane. I'm trying to figure out where she is so I can get to the seat that she's holding for me. We find each other. I sit down. But later on, I realized that um, that entrance that I came through was the VIP entrance. <laughs> that was the one that we stormed. So I sit there with Tane. There's people standing in the aisles. There's people sitting in the floor. The room is packed. We okay. cannot see the stage because everybody, there's a whole bunch of people standing. Then the director of guest experience gets on the mic. And Tane, you can take it from here. He's like, okay, guys, it's a fire hazard. We cannot allow people to stand in the aisles. Like we're either going to have to move you. We are going to open up all the, I think the sections that were kind of like a curtain that was closed out, we're going to open it up and it has to be standing only, but you can stand over there and then we can have the show. It's either that or we cancel the panel. I could already see some disgruntled people, people from VIP. There was a lady leaning on the pillar. She's like, I am not moving anywhere. I am not going anywhere. And I'm just like, guys, we're already here. Like you just moved. Don't get me wrong. I understand that if you have a VIP, especially with the prices we just listed out right now, of course you want your money's worth and you ask to be there, but Hey, we're not, you know, we didn't have two heads. We stood in line and we sat down. You should have come early, but at this point, there's nothing you can do and you should just move, but people still did not want to move. So we just had people there and nothing was happening. And I was like, why is no one moving? But they eventually got people to move. There were people still standing in the aisles, honestly, but I think they handled it really well. I think because we thought it was just going to get canceled, but giving them that option, at least you could stand over there and at least you could just watch and having it happen, I think was the best solution they could have come up with for that. But right after that, we got a notification that now after every single thing, they're going to start clearing out the rooms. And then we started noticing that now for the next lines and things, they were counting how many people. So I think there was now a cutoff after. So... At the, the Beverly Hills, the director of guest experience got up there and he's like, look, VIPs and SVIPs, we cannot get people out of the seats or we're just going to have to, like, we cannot do that unless you want us to cancel the whole panel. But that did, those people who paid all that money, they were definitely on Al Gore's internet complaining about how they were robbed because they did not get a seat at the Beverly Hills panel. I'd like to say it was an exaggeration, <laughs> that whole Firefest thing. I'm like, guys, it was just something that happened. Um, that there was nothing they could do about it. 
But that being said, there were people on our row. You know, people were saving seats. Yes, it was a thing. You would see a bag or anything that was on there. But after he said, you need to find a seat. If you don't find a seat, you need to be standing on the other side. There were some girls that were sitting beside. There was a girl that was there with her sister. Her sister was there and her sister just went to the bathroom and said, I'm going to the bathroom. We all saw that or whatever. Then a girl came and just sat. This was not the first one. Before you came in eight, somebody else had done that. We already <laughs> ran her off. So this was the second one that came. And she just sat there. And the guy said, because the director of guest experience had said, you can't save seats anymore. That it's an open seat. I'm just going to sit there. And she's like, no, that my sister is in the bathroom. Then someone on the other side is like, what are you going to do? His sister's in the bathroom. She goes, no, this is an empty seat. I was told that I could sit anywhere. Some girl in the front is going on like, why would you just do that? Like, we all saw that. You know, I always talk about people on the show. Like, why do they just get into things? I don't know when I chimed in somehow and I was like, why would you do that? She just went to the bathroom. We all saw that. Why are you there? I don't even know why I was involved. It wasn't until some girl was like, I'm not going to fight with you over BravoCon. I was like, oh my God, that is true. Why am I <laughs> chiming in? I don't know these people. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's BravoCon. I have my seat. Aid has her seat. What is my business? Why am I? I was like, oh, this is housewife behavior. Just chiming in where they don't even ask you. But this girl came and she's like, no, you're not going to get into this. And then her sister just comes from nowhere. You are not going to talk to me about my sister. Where I was like, whoa. Mind you, this girl who was trying to sit on the seat, she was at that point sitting on the sister. Yep. She was sitting on her. She was like, you need to move. And then she kept on saying like, okay, we'll save your sister's seat, but you need to give up your seat then. Like it, it was, it was funny. At the end of the day, it was funny. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a thing that almost happened. But then the thing was the girl eventually was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. But even after she went, the sister and the other sister wouldn't stop talking about it. They would not. I was like, you won, you got your seat. She was just like, I'm just not going to let anybody talk to my sister that way. They just, they were feeding each other. And I'm like, can we just watch Beverly Hills? It was kind of oh. nice when she said, thank you, trying to help me out. And I was like, I'm embarrassed. Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't. And I think this is why you spoke up and why I said something too. The whole, the people in front, the people to the side, the people behind, everybody was like, her sister yeah. just went to the bathroom. Yeah. It wasn't like a safe seat type situation that I would understand. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But let's talk about the Beverly Hills panel. Mm-hmm. It started out. You know, you guys, Beverly Hills is the highest rated housewife show right now. Let me tell you that we all bitch and whine and moan about it. But, you know, every week we carry our heads and we still watch it, even though everyone's still annoying. And they invite all of the ladies. They call them one by one. And you learn who's loved most by the applause. Renner, Renner, Renner. If you don't know what Renner has done, I implore you to just Google because there's not enough time. But she's getting all the booze. And coming on the stage, but it's a long walk because they say their name and it's like, they come five minutes after. So we didn't see it until afterwards that she gave us the finger as she was coming I up. Will, I will say that we did boo her. We booed her. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. People are like, oh, Rita was booed. And I was like, yeah, I, I was one of the ones doing the booing. <laughs> yep. It was. So it started out great and it started out promising, but just like Beverly Hills, it's like exactly like their show. They're all fluff, but at the end of the day, there's not really giving anything. It got boring real quick. 
And we really got to know that it was boring when we went to other panels after them. This was day one. <laughs> I'm like, did I even stay for the end of the Beverly Hills panel? I don't think you stayed to the end for anything. <laughs> you had I, I stayed for go. the end of Potomac. And I think oh. I stayed for the end of Atlanta. <laughs> Pot- oh, I thought you had to go line up for a photo for Potomac. No, that maybe. I yeah, like you did. I, okay. Yeah. I, you had I to go for, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you stayed to the end for any of them. He had photos to go line up for. I know I stayed to the end of one of them, but I can't remember which one. Okay. But yeah, and so in addition to Rinna being booed, yeah, the Beverly Hills uh, panel was very boring. At one point, they just started talking about how hard it was to be a housewife. <laughs> and I will say that at the time, I was like, I guess this is what the panels will be. And then we went to Atlanta. Was that on Saturday? Um, yes, because it was after Candy. We went to the Atlanta panel and it was so entertaining. It was so fun. They shaded each other. They made us laugh. They joked. I was like, why do these women know how to do their jobs? And these Beverly Hills women want to tell me about how hard it is to be a housewife. This <laughs> is a job. People paid money. Do your job. And I felt like Atlanta did their job and Potomac did their job and Mary to Medicine did their job. And Beverly Hills was the same dark, depressing people that they always are. Yeah. Even Salt Lake City did their job. I didn't, we didn't get to go to that one, but from the clips that I saw, that was very entertaining. <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> oh, it's not entertaining to me. Oh, um, entertaining, definitely, but very bad. <laughs> one of the best parts to me of the panels is that the end, they're audience questions. And every now and then you get good questions and the audience just like, just claps and is like, yes, thank you for asking that question. I thought there was a lot of um, fan interaction, which I think was good. So for like meeting people, like I said, you could meet people at their official photo op, maybe if you got there in time. Um, my first photo op that I tried to go to, I was excited. I was like, oh, I'll go meet Phaedra. Well, Phaedra doesn't show. <laughs> um, and everybody starts leaving the line. And I was like, well, okay, who's Lex? Alexia Marisol from Miami. Have I only watched one season of Miami? Sure. But I just stayed, got my picture with them, went about my business. But then um, this was Friday. So I stood in line for Crystal for Beverly Hills. Didn't make it. Stood in line for Robin and I'm sorry, Giselle and Mia. Didn't make it. Um, But that's one of the advantages of having a three day pass. Because some people had multiple. Like if we hadn't gotten candy on on Saturday, we she had another one on Sunday. So there was that Um, on Sunday. At about three o'clock, which is Tang left at three and I didn't leave until like six. It was sad out there at these photo ops. Like I went to Bali, Monica and Anisha from Family Karma. And then after them were Sarah and Nina from Dubai. There was no line for Bali, Monica and Anisha. I I was so bad that I took my picture. Then I went outside. Then I tried to get the people who were standing in line for Nina and Sarah to go in for Bali, Monica and Nisha. Cause I was like, no one's in there. No one's in there. Like, I don't want them to think that we don't love them. Just go in. And then some people went in and some people were like, no, I don't know who they are. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it when we talk about our recommended improvements. I did not like the way family karma was treated um, at the convention. I don't know why I keep calling it a convention at BravoCon, but yeah. I just thought they were not treated fairly, especially since they're the show that probably needs the most promo. 
I mean, at least they showed real girls in Paris did not show up at all. So, um, so I will say never, ever have I felt more like a paparazzi than this weekend. You know, if you don't get the photo ops, more than likely you're going to run into people, uh, a Bravo Lab or something, walking by, standing by or anything. And it's you, security, and a whole bunch of people. So many times you hear all the people go, guys, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I will say, the celebrities are more willing to do it than their people. One time, I think we were lining up for, I don't even know who we were lining up for, but there was also a curtain. And the lady in front of us just moved it and she's like, Karen is right there. And I'm like, no, she's not. And then she's like, no, she's right there. And then we saw her, but we couldn't get her because she was walking by and things moved by so fast. So she walked and then she would, we could see her back. And what did I do? I just said, Karen, give us a picture from the back. And she turned around and gave us a good shot. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what the paparazzi sound like. But, but I find myself, I found myself doing that for the rest of the thing. I went up to Luke from Summer House. I'm like, Luke, smile for me. And he did. I did that to Kyle from Summer House. And he did. I did that to Caroline Stanbury. She did it. And her person was like, no, we can't do that. You shouldn't do that. I will say the least friendly had to have been Martina Navratilova. She was with Julia. She usually they'd be like, "Oh no, I can't do it." Over she she acted like she couldn't even hear me, even though I was standing right beside her. She just walked away from me. And then I have a picture that a lot of people commented. It was like, "She looks like she's ready to beat you up." I'm like, "I didn't even do anything. I just asked nicely." But for the most part, that is the best way. It's just like you walk around, especially with the bazaar. And all that, and then you're able to get a picture of someone just walking by. I did meet someone not related to the Bravo Lev, which was um, uh, Melissa from the Real World New Orleans, and she was also in the reboot that er er aired earlier this year. And I was geeking out. I was geeking out for her because she's like the best, and she was just down for the cause, and she really did the lo the Lord's work on this season. So I was geeked out about that, and I was also geeked about uh, Brian Moylan. He's a pop culture writer, so it was fun. It was really fun. Just spotting people in the crowd the melissa one was quite funny because i was with kane when she ran into her and the way she was speaking to her i was like is she a former co-worker like who is this woman because she was just standing off to the side i can tell you that no one else at BravoCon knew who she was besides Tane. <laughs> um so she so she uh so i took a picture of them even and i was like i wonder who this is and we walked away and i was like one of the weirdest things about being in like the main hall and it, there were two places where people did this it was the main hall by the bazaar because people will come behind the curtain to go to their bazaar like spot and then there was another place by the museum that was near i think the vip lounge where people would come out so you just hear screaming like all of a sudden you just over and over again ah! and you look over and you're like what who's that like every direction you just random scream <laughs> it was a little weird it was a little weird yeah i will say one of our favorite moments is we got to meet up with a listener we've never ever met any of you guys in person before and we met up with katie we told you guys like if you're around you want to say hello let us know and katie was so kind and she did want to meet us and we met up with her and it was just nice and a little surreal. That, <laughs> that was definitely, there were so many good things about BravoCon, but that was really one of the top things was meeting Katie. And her hair looked great. It did. Um, 
That was another thing. You could get your hair done at BravaCon. <laughs> there was a Tresemme sense, so yeah. There was two places. I, I have to be real here. There were two places for non-black people to get their hair done. There was the Tresemme salon, and then there was like a self salon that just had curling irons and whatever and mirrors, and you could just do your hair. um in addition so i really enjoyed meeting two podcasters at BravoCon. um ray sani she doesn't have her own podcast right now but she should be maybe coming back soon um she's been on a lot of other people's podcasts and i just find her very entertaining tane used to listen to her on a challenge podcast um and mary Payne from pain in the pod i'm sorry pain in the pod was mary Payne's podcast before she joined Aaron on Pink Shade and like through certain circumstances I have wanted to meet them but I had never met them and then finally at BravoCon I met Mary Payne Aaron wasn't there but I was very excited um who else did we meet Ryan Bailey met Bravo while black so yeah BravoCon like really brought together the Bravo community it did (laughs) When I was walking out on my way out, like to leave, leave finally, I saw a whole bunch of security just walking by because the halls were empty and all that. I'm like, security? Who's on here? It was Chrissy Teigen. Tried to take a picture, but my camera was on Zoom, so I only got a picture of her hair. Aww. So she's a she's a huge Bravo Bravo fan. So she was at everything. She was at the Legends Ball also. We should talk a little bit about the Legends Ball. It's, it was yeah. interesting to <laughs> see how the sausage was made and. You know, thank God for editors because a lot was cut out. And again, thank God those were cut out. There was a lot of waiting. There were mic issues and we we're just waiting. But, you know, some of the games ran too long. But it was just a camaraderie of people. I think the best part was uh, they brought out 140 Bravo Liberties from all different shows. And I think that was fun. It was fun. I will say they stretched the definition of Bravo Liberty. I don't know about the old lady gang, the children of Bravo. Who else was questionable? There were a couple questionable people called Bravo liberties. I don't think that was the stretch because we've <laughs> always had the kids of Bravo. Like it's always been a thing, even on past Watch What Happens Live episodes that they're just a thing that the people we grew up with and now they're grown. So I was fine with that. The OLG gang, I think they count because Candy did have a show. That was months ago. It's recent. So I think it's valid. They're not not celebrities. And everyone knows Aunt Nora and all that. When I went to Candy's restaurant, that's who I took a picture. It was Aunt Nora and all that. Okay. So I think they counted. So I think everybody there was legit. Everybody there had been on a Bravo show. I'll give him that. Yeah, because like Cynthia is not on the show, but people used to geek out for her. I feel like Ultimate Girls Trip counts. That was the other thing. Um... There was some weirdness about who was there because if you were on Ultimate Girls Trip, you counted. But if you weren't on Ultimate Girls Trip, then no. So poor Teddy, I think, had to buy her own ticket to wander around BravoCon. Why is she even there? Anyways, I'm not going to waste my breath talking about her. Like the only person that I wondered why they were there was Ebony. But because, I mean, yeah, the argument is that Sonia was there. But technically, as long as we know, she's still on Roni. But she's also been there for like years and years and years. But also if Leah was there, so why not? So Plus, Was so Leah there? Leah, Leah wasn't there. 
She was. She was on. She's on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, and they oh. announced that Sonia and Luann were going to have a show. So, oh, in yeah. terms of having upcoming content on Bravo, but then why were the Shaws there? I mean, Ebony just had a right to be there the same way the Shaws, because they don't have a show anymore. That's true, but I guess it's a show that's coming out. But I think that brings me. This is a good time to talk about um the Family Karma. How I felt like, like I mentioned, Family Karma is like one of the newer shows. I think two years ago, or how many years ago? Bravo had a revelation like, oh, maybe they wanted to, you know, increase the diversity of their shows. I think that was when we had shows like Texicana. Um, there's another show that was Latino based with like the the Mexican soap operas or something, Mexican dynasties. That yes. was it. And then they had all that. And then they brought, you know, Family Karma. There's another show that I think that got canceled. So Family Karma is a newer show. I was surprised that it got a renewal. It deserves one. It's not because I think it didn't. I've just, you know, you know. Hollywood is not really good at diversity. So they got one and they're the ones who need the promo and they're coming back for a third season. The entire time in the Legends Ball, Andy was, you know, asking questions to different people, did not ask them a single question about anything. They came out so gorgeous in their traditional wear. It was so beautiful, guys. And then like, even in other things, they didn't like try to like hype them up or just give them some visibility or create some interest. And I just think part of what this is to me is it's promo. It's like a press junket. So everyone knows that the, the fans for the housewives is inbuilt. That's not going to go anywhere. The shows like the summer house, the winter house, they don't really need that. It's the, it's the demographic of majority. Like white America is going to watch it anyways. They have like, you know, quote unquote, the young, hot, you know, people on there. So they're going to watch it. So like for family karma, that is a show that needs all eyes on it. I think they could have done more. Agreed. I also think the time you were scheduled for a photo op is kind of important. The people scheduled on Sunday afternoon were done dirty because there was no one left there. And if they had been on a Saturday afternoon, it's one of those things where like, if you're like me, I mean, Family Karma was actually pretty high up on my priority list. But if you're one of those people who you have five other shows and then you have Family Karma, you'll at least try to swing by Family Karma if you have time, right? But if you put them on the last afternoon when no one's there, it's just, it was dead. Um, and it wasn't fair to them. Uh, Jill Zarin was also on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Caroline Manzo, another one who, why are you here? Um, <laughs> and her children were also on, oh, Legacy? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being funny that she's a Legacy Bravaleb. Like she's just one of those people everyone respects, I guess. Fun fact, Caroline's line was longer than Jill Zarin's line. That is an injustice. <laughs> well, also, people are lobbying for Manzo to come back to Jersey. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. But Kenya had one in the afternoon, didn't she? Um, On Sunday. But that's the thing. Kenya's a big enough draw by herself. I feel like if you put the Kenyas and the Candies even late on Sunday afternoon and you let the family karmas be earlier, it solves two problems. Yeah, but um, I think I think they also knew that Saturday was going to be the busiest day, and they want to make it, quote-unquote, worth it. Okay, I mean, that's a point. But anyway, this slides us right into things that they need to do better. What else do you think they could do better? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think if it's something they can help, but these lines, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I met all my steps this weekend. <laughs> i just i mean we talked about it a little bit where it's like if you just separate the lines 
and just have like a VIP line and a GA line. Because what happens is everyone is lined up and then they take all the VIPs and then general admission is just standing there. And then there's a 60% chance you're not going to meet the person that you want to see. So it's like you're being punished for being broke. Not broke, but Ain't that the truth? (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like coming up with a different way to do that, I think would be helpful but then i think what could they do though i think that they should have photo and don't get it twisted when i looked at some people's schedules i was amazed like some people had like three things they had to do but that's only three things that appear on the schedule like your time slot to go to prava palooza your time slot to go do the bravo museum like everybody was i feel like all 140 people were working pretty hard this weekend but there should be photo ops for the VIPs and the SVIPs at a completely separate time and place than the general admission photo op. Hmm. And they should make it longer. Is it ever going to be long enough to get everybody? No. But it's like, I felt like I should. I would show up 45 minutes an hour early for people and still not get to them. I think some of the scheduling was like someone like Candy. She had to do it a certain time because she had a panel right after. Yeah, that's why I'm like, do they have time to have a VIP, an SVIP photo op in addition to a GA one that's longer? Maybe that's just not possible. There's also a vast difference in way the lines were run. I know because I went to every single photo op Mm -hmm. (laughs) line. Like photo op four, someone would tell you if you weren't going to get a picture because they knew, they counted. But they also ran much slower than photo op one. Like when we took our picture, when I took my picture with Candy, it was like, Boom, like they just had you go in there, stand there, take it, move, 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 move. And then other ones, I'm, I mean, Marlo was like hugging and kissing and taking 10 pictures. You got one picture with Candy and Todd. One, not two, yeah. just one. Others, you got like 10. 10 pictures takes time. Multiply it by multiple people. Like there needs to be some efficiency to how it's run. And it sucks because then you don't really get to talk to them, but then everybody gets the picture that they wanted. You know, you have to trade off something. Yeah. I think they should do a better job. Like she was saying, Candy's was very efficient. The one with Lisa and Chanel Ian was not efficient at all. And I think something that could have helped is like they had the VIP line, but that ended a long time ago. And then people with general admission just like going to the VIP line and the security wasn't even checking the bands. They were just letting them go. So people who'd been standing in line had run the risk of not taking pictures because they were just letting everybody through. They just assumed that if you're standing in VIP, you must be VIP. But it was color-coded for you to know. So, you know, I'm a snitch. Once again, I was like, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) So it happened once and no one said anything. And then the second time it happened, everybody was like, check that girl's wristband. (laughs) She is not VIP. Um... I um I thought and I have to give them credit for this like the staff who were working the event were kind of amazing like they were really nice some of them it was hilarious you'd be like who's the, who's this picture line for and they'd look at their paper they they did not have any clue who these people were mm-hmm. a lot of them it was fun though they were really nice I felt like and they were very helpful they were not helpful to me they were really nice but they were not helpful half the time where is one C um I don't know. Who's on the, I don't know. So I didn't get, there was a lot of just walking around trying to figure out where anything was, but they were really nice. I will say that they weren't like mean about it or anything. So one of the ladies told me that they weren't allowed to take pictures. So she wanted me to take a picture for her and then she'll give me her phone number to text it to her. 
Oh. But then I saw other people taking pictures. I think one girl was like, fuck it, I'm taking a picture. <laughs> I talked to one of the security guys because the security guys at the bazaar line seemed like they were over it. So I asked one guy, I was like, are you okay? Like, how long has it been? He was like, I'm going to be off. I was like, what time are you going to be off? He's like, four o'clock. I'm just hanging in there. I told one, thank you for your service. <laughs> so We were all, I count myself among them, we were all crazy Bravo fans. It was just strange because like, these people are really famous to us. And like, you watch someone on TV for 10, 15 years, you're really excited to see them. And then you realize like, there's not a ton of people. They're not Tom Cruise. They're only Tom Cruise in this context. Yeah. But all the people that I saw, there was still a lot more that I didn't see. I didn't see anyone. Okay, I did, but I didn't see some people from like uh, the pump rules. I really love Sandoval. I did not see him in person at all. I did not see Lala. I did not see any of that. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't see Katie. So that was very surprising to me. I didn't see Jennifer Aiden except like on a panel, but like I didn't see her walk by or anything. I didn't, I didn't see the Gorgas. Again, just, sorry, I saw Joe, but like Melissa, besides seeing them on like when they're performing or anything, like I mean on the floor in person, I didn't, I didn't see those. Like it was really huge guys. The Javits Center, if you're familiar with that in New York area, it was huge. The, oh. the other improvement that I would suggest and maybe it would just create chaos, but Toya Bush-Harris was the only person I saw who published her schedule of when she would be at her booth. Everybody else, or like at Candace's photo op, Chris Bassett was like, Candace will be at her booth at four for all the people who didn't get a picture with Candace. They need to publish a schedule of when they will be at their booth because then it just, it turns into a messy free for all. The line management wasn't great in the bazaar because all the booths are right next to each other. Then there's a line of like 50 people trying to get to one booth to take a picture. They've got to figure out a way to manage that better. Yeah. Well, they can't, can they get a center that's larger than that? I do think to relieve the burden, they need to do more. There need, there were three rooms for panels spread it out like there's a if you can produce a stage of 140 people i know everybody was working hard but they just need to have more because the more you have the more spread out the crowd is Hmm. and we only use the bottom part of the javits so if they want to get another level make this thing even bigger I will say we didn't get to that level but there were people who were camped out at the hotels that they were staying at so they could get pictures not in this life i didn't even look i knew which hotel it was and i didn't even map it to figure out if we should go i wasn't i can't do that i still have some dignity (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. but all in all it was a great time i enjoyed it i'm still on the fence and if i'll go again we'll see what the circumstances next year but i think like much like most things you can't recreate a first time so the novelty now is a little is like worn off a little bit. Like I know what to expect and what it is. And you've met some of these people. So unless there's like a new show, but it's like part of what makes it everything is like, you've been watching these people for like over 10 years. So I don't see what show is going to come out in like a year. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I got to see this person. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Part of me is like, Oh, maybe in like two or three years would be a good time to go to BravoCon. But I also know that the FOMO that I will feel next year at BravoCon if I'm not there, it's fine. I can live with it. But it is a factor in my considerations of whether I'll go again. Okay. Anyways, um, do we recommend BravoCon to our listeners? Yeah. 100%. (laughs) 
I mean, I think it's implied. <laughs> Start saving your coins, people. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Um, we will have our regular episode about the episode before Decision Day out later on this week. Bye, guys. Bye. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.